Welcome to the Assemblée Dance Studio podcast, your go-to source for bite-sized lessons in growing and running your dance studio. I'm your host, Claire O'Shea, and I'm a dance studio owner and business coach, helping you grow your dance studio simply and successfully so you can reach more students, grow your business, and become the go-to dance studio in your area. Are you looking for a boutique, personalized professional development program with a group of like-minded dance studio owners? Why not join the Assemblée this year? The Assemblée is a six-month membership program guided by me, dance studio coach Claire O'Shea. I will work with a small group of studio owners to upscale their business every step of the way. The Assemblée includes specific coaching sessions curated for your needs every week, including a monthly masterclass, a group coaching session where you can come to me about anything going on in your studio, a co-working session and a goal review session. You will be supported to hit your studio growth goals and studio management structure with special guest teachers and expert training sessions. Not only will you receive these monthly calls, you will also have a quarterly goal planning session and a one-on-one session with me as well as an optional retreat event. To find out more, head to our socials or our website at assemblédancestudiocoaching.com forward slash the assemblée. Intake is limited and will be closing in February. Now sit back, relax and enjoy the show. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any of my episodes released weekly. Hey guys, it's Clara Shea here and welcome back to another episode of the Assemblée Dance Studio Coaching Podcast. We have had a couple, actually a lot of people reaching out to our Facebook group and Instagram and lots of different ways, um, asking a few questions that they have had that have popped up at their studio. So obviously we can do them as general topics and we do to make sure that we are providing topics and content that is really relevant for you guys. But sometimes these are specific questions that someone has asked and I think it's really important uh, to touch on because I think it will help this person, but also those that are potentially going to go through something like this in the future. So today's listener question is all about buying a dance studio and uh, how they can honour previous traditions as well as create their own. So we're going to talk about that. It's something that I have been personally experiencing lately and so I have a lot of thoughts uh, that I want to share with his listener. So let's jump straight into the question. So lovely Mariah is joining us again today and she has a question from our listener. Okay, so this person has said, I just bought my childhood studio from my childhood dance teacher and now trying to make it my own as well as honour her traditions. So just to, again clarify this is not me I did not write this question (laughs) it was Um, so similar though yeah it's funny because again for those people who might not know I did buy my childhood dance studio off my childhood teachers earlier this year but this is not me but again this is something that I've been thinking about because I obviously adore them and I would love to uh, honor some of the traditions that they have and I think that we do that um, really well currently. But there's also things that I do that are a little bit different um, that I want to start that anew or keep doing. And there's some things that practically have to change purely just because the way we run our business. Uh, And again, it sometimes you kind of go, oh, well, that's not the way they used to do it. But at the end of the day, you are taking over the business and you have to make decisions that benefit the business um, as well as you and your your previous teachers. So I feel like they would be really understanding that, you know, this is now your 
next chapter and that you have to make some changes but there is definitely ways that you can feel make them feel included and incorporate them and honor them in the history and the the journey of the studio so depending on the age of the previous owners again I have no idea they could be well retired or moving away so practically you might not have a lot of physical contact but you know getting them in for workshops or for special guest teaching um, evenings or weekends would be a really lovely way to show that there's still that connection getting them to come as guests for performances or exams is a really lovely way to keep them as a part of the studio and being able to share all the knowledge that they have even something like setting up a scholarship or setting up um, an award in their name that honours um, students at your recitals or mid-year shows or things like that is a really lovely way to be able to um, continue the honour of that those teachers or, you know, sharing photos in the studio or even, again, if you've, like for me, I've changed the name to my studio name, um, but I have been considering putting up like, you know, in some part of the studio on the wall, like a bit of a, a journey of the different logos and business names because there have been some changes over the years, but really at the heart of it, it is the same, it's the same studio it's just changed and evolved a little bit over the years so there's lots of different ways that you can again make them feel really included and also start to feel confident in starting your own traditions now depending on the age of the students and the size of your studio you might get a few people constantly reminding you about the way they used to do x or the way that they want to do y and and that's fine and something to really consider if that's special um or those people at the the clientele at that particular business or you know the studio that you're taking over if that's going to really encourage them to stay or make their experience better it might be something worth keeping or um doing moving forward but there's some things that you know if you really thought about it it's probably not going to make a huge difference and they're just attached to it for a variety of different reasons so you really have to kind of look at each thing as they pop up and then I would say focus on the in the ways that you want to honor and you know showcase those traditions and emphasize that and then talk up and hype up the the new things that you're wanting to do as part of um, your new studio owner journey and congratulations I guess Mm. as well on taking over it's super exciting it can be it is actually really different to starting from scratch Um, again I've tried both now Um, because yeah, you, people are automatically comparing you to the previous owner and it's again, not necessarily a bad thing. It's just a natural thing. There's just a comparison. Oh, you know, X teacher used to do this and blah, blah teacher used to do that. And often I just have to say, oh yeah, that's great. Like so wonderful. We love that they did that, but this is the way that we're doing this now. Um, or sometimes it's actually really informative and I'm like, oh, that's good to know. You know, I can tweak that for next time. So there's some things again that you, um, want to keep doing. And then there's some things you need to tweak for either your own sanity or financially or time-wise, depending on the way that you structure your studio. I feel like it's really only that sort of first year maybe year and a half and then like what you have done becomes the new normal mm. and they're so, they get so used to it it's exactly. just that sort of first of everything they're like oh but oh, what about that yeah and what about that and you're like well like I, I'm doing this or mm. oh yeah that was a great idea like what you said but I feel like once they know you and they know how you run your studio now it's 
going to become second nature for them as well. So true. Yeah. And very quickly, you won't be the new owner. No. You'll just be the owner. Yeah. And we're sort of, what, f- July, August, September, four, five, nearly five months yeah. in. But we're coming, like we're doing our concert and it's like the first concert where I'm the in quote marks, new owner, which I am. Um, so again, there's a lot of, oh, but we used to do X and we used to do that. And again, sometimes I'm like, oh, perfect. That's great. And then some things I'm like, oh, that's just not going to work for us. We do it this way. Um, so, but this time next year, people will only have the memory of probably now. So they're not going to compare. They won't question it. it. Yeah. No, no. Or again, I'm very, and you have to be mindful that you might not be the right fit for everyone Mm. and that's okay too. So if it's something that they're really passionate about and you just can't meet in the middle, it might be best for them to find somewhere else that uh, suits them better. But, you know, if if you've bought a studio again for you, your childhood studio and for me, my childhood studio, a lot of my values and the things that we did are are quite similar. So there is like a connection there and it's not like a disconnect on values. Like you're not taking over a complete rec school and trying to flip it into a highly competitive Mm. professional ballerina school in one week. Like that obviously is going to cause quite a few issues. But if you have the same kind of values, the same ethos, and I'm assuming potentially that your childhood teacher has taught you how to teach and potentially the back end of the business there should be a quite of a a smooth transition so yes there'll be little hiccups along the way but it's totally also fine to make choices that are um, better for you and the business as a whole and I think maybe as an owner just being being patient with it too not Mm. expecting them to um, change their ways so fast that maybe it's something that they used to like I know this is just a little example but we you know you still let them wear their old uniforms mm. like when we're not saying you need to change your uniforms mm. to out straight away like just give them time to um, accept the chains and, and know how you sort of run the studio as well I suppose so just be a bit patient and they'll learn the traditions as you go on. Yeah, and th- the listener that wrote in, potentially they're not even changing the name, so that might not be. No. But if they are, there is a couple of things that mm. you can do to make that transition smooth mm. as well and potentially we could um, do that in a- another episode. Um, but I hope that that answers a couple of questions or thoughts that our listener might have been having. And again, congratulations on taking over. That's very exciting. Mm-hmm. And I hope that other people listening, if you you know, potentially are going to be buying a, a studio in the future or thinking about uh, starting, it, it, it might give you a, an idea whether that would be the right fit for you or whether you really want to start the journey um, solo. So, I hope that has answered a few questions. Um, Thank you so much for joining us today, Mariah. Thank you. And I look forward to speaking with you guys really soon. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Assemblée Dance Studio Coaching Podcast with your host, me, Claire O'Shea. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it on your stories on Instagram and tag the show or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Assemblée Dance Studio Coaching. Tune in next week for another episode all about helping you grow your dance studio simply and successfully so you can reach more students, grow your business and become the go-to dance studio in your area. See you then.